Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker, I'm back with Kim Eddy for the second half of our conversation. I do believe we could have chatted forever, but I didn't want to cut any of it out, and that's why you got a part two. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, parents, and mentors like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so get down to business. So Kim, I think the last time that we were on Zoom together, I was actually doing a class. I was doing a master class for your group, right? On styles versus time. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that we were talking about how our experiences shape us. And this is I'm not even sure if I said this in the book. Did I talk about styles in the book? Probably very, very little. I think I mentioned them, but didn't really go into it like I did with your people. But the way we experience other people that becomes our styles, like earlier we were talking about attachment styles, but also learning styles, teaching styles, leadership styles, right? What other styles are there? Parenting styles. Oh, right. That's the other one. (laughs) The two moms right here going, wait, what are we? (laughs) We're moms. (laughs) But parenting styles and um, just realizing that that may not necessarily be your Enneagram type. Right. Mm -hmm. That that could also be one of those layers. Um, But what I love about the Enneagram and when we are doing the work 
and learning how those different layers are really a part of us and not something to peel off and throw away. Like, do we really want to peel off our parenting style? That is, if it's working. I guess right. if it's not working, we might. <laughs> or inform, learn a, learn a different way. <laughs> yes. When we do the work and use the Enneagram as our survival tool to understand those pieces of us, we'll recognize all of the different types that are within us. Like, how that year that I thought I was a type four, now I'm so much more in touch with that type four within me. And sometimes I even tell people now, if you're really self-aware, it might be really difficult to type yourself because you have developed more empathy. You have developed more compassion for the different personalities that you recognize. And it's those pieces, um, within yourself that you're using to empathize with other people, that's that type within you. The Enneagram, we're all connected on the Enneagram. Those lines, that circle, somehow were attached. And I love, let me quote myself on my book of how much I love my quote. <laughs> hey, I love that. I love that. We all, we all, need, we all need that kind <laughs> of beautiful uh, pride in something we created. Like, I love it. <laughs> I think we all need that lesson. Well, thank you. I feel less arrogant. <laughs> but the the line in the book that I think is so profound is that the Enneagram is a microcosm of you and a macrocosm of you in the world. So where a lot of people focus on the macrocosm, like I am a type seven in the world, they don't really focus on the microcosm that I am all of these types. All of these types are within me and I can have access to them if I want to, if I go and dig, just the one that comes naturally to me, the way I'm wired that, you know, just happens to be the type seven. Like that's just what comes naturally, naturally for me. But I can adopt a style that I learned from a mentor, from a teacher, from a leader, from a parent. I can adopt those styles. And that's me too. I'm not being inauthentic. That's a part of my experience. And so um, one of the things that I teach is that when we look at the Enneagram as the microcosm of ourselves, what happens is our Enneagram symbol within us starts to shrink. And so my imagery is of a mountain. Like, so if this is the Enneagram at the base of the mountain, as we climb the mountain, it starts to shrink and we have access to those behaviors and to those types and, and really understanding the possible motivations behind those behaviors uh, for other people. And that in itself is what can make the Enneagram the relationship tool. But as long as we're at the base of the mountain and we're not doing the work and climbing that mountain, there's a whole mountain between us and all the other types that we will really struggle to um, to be able to access that empathy within us. Right. Yeah. One of the things that I love most about the Enneagram when you're doing the work um, is that you start to value first. You start to value. Um, well, sorry, I should say first, you really start to understand the different ways that people like intellectually, okay, I get it. I get that you see the world differently than I do. And I get, I understand that your perception of life is as important and valid as mine. Like we kind of, we get it, right? But we don't get it yet. 
And, and, and as we start to understand, we start to value that, oh, that is needed in this world and how you show up is so necessary. And I can be grateful for that, even though that's not, like you said, like, that's not where I just show up naturally. That's not where I go naturally. I can value that. And then uh, we move on. I guess as we we're climbing the mountain, we move on to really deeply empathizing and starting to um, understand on that deeper level, like, oh, I can get into your head and your heart and your gut a little bit and empathize with what's going on, put myself in your shoes and actually start to get it. And then I guess at the top of the mountain, we're embodying, we're like, oh, I can access, I can show up in those same ways um, because I've gone through climbing that mountain to not just um, move from thinking everybody should see the same world the same way I do, right? Everybody should move through life the same way I do. This is the only way to be a human. Um, All the way up those layers to, oh, I can, like you said, reach for and access and take on those other parts because they were there the whole time. I just Mm -hmm. was stuck in my own mode. I was stuck in my own perception. Um, so, So I think, yeah, my, yeah, exactly. So I think as we're climbing that mountain, we're moving from information to embodiment and that's what's really I think really helpful like that's the latter illustration I think that you use yeah and I um I really like the the word you used embodied because that really feels whole right like right when we embody every every piece of us then we become home we become that complete puzzle picture Right. Exactly. Yeah. We've, we've seen all the puzzle pieces that make us, we can name them. We can um, look at what has made us us and put them together and understand in many ways, the wholeness of ourselves instead of having all the puzzle pieces just like strewn out all over the floor. And we don't know what the picture is going to look like Um, as we embody, I think ourselves and open ourselves up, kind of free ourselves, find that freedom to be whatever's needed of us or whatever uh, brings us to that wholeness, I think helps us organize that puzzle, put it together. (laughs) Sort the pieces. (laughs) Sort the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do like that. We, we get it in our heads and then we get it in our hearts and then we get it in our actions. And I guess with relationships, that's, that's when we genuinely are kind and compassionate. Right. We aren't just play acting anything, you know, thinking we're being those things. Sometimes it takes um, valuing where someone's coming from, being able to put ourselves where they're coming from, and then in some ways um, embody how they are so we can truly understand them. Even if that's not... um, it it still probably won't continue, won't become our preference for how we show up in life. It won't become um, who we are, but it more truly becomes a piece of who we are because we can show up that way. We can understand it. We can embody it. Um, and th- I think that's important when it comes to Enneagram growth, if you're going to use it for relationships, like how can you fully understand who they are sometimes that comes from them doing the work with you so they can understand their layers and and 
articulate them and communicate them to you, like as they're doing the work. Um, but ourselves, we can put ourselves in other shoes without them fully understanding themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I also think, um, I just had a thought. I'm not sure if it's related or not. <laughs> but I think sometimes we think we need to know somebody to be able to love them or to be able to be kind. Um, and we we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We have to know ourselves and find that peace within us that allows us to be kind and and to um, give love because we can only do that from that overflow. We can't do it from an empty cup. And uh, there's so much that we're never going to know. I mean, if you think about it, how much of our of ourselves right now do we not know? Like there's so 90, there's over 90% that's, that we are not consciously aware of, um, that's going on. I mean, not even the touch on, you know, working memory, which mine is, <laughs> I have terrible working memory, which is why I have sticky notes all over the place. But when we have it, our goal to really get to know someone, or if your partner is saying, you don't know me, you don't get me, that's a tall order. That's a really tall order. And so that in itself can be damaging to a relationship um, if we don't understand that that's not our job. Our job is not to get to know other people. Our job is to get to know us so that we know how to love other people. Are you feeling a bit disappointed that you haven't finished that project yet? Are the kids' schedules impacting your business? Or are the demands of your business affecting your relationships at home? Maybe you need a magic formula for that work-life balance before your fire gets so dim or it completely burns out. I've been there. There was a point in my life where I was juggling two businesses and homeschooling and had personal health issues. There was barely time to even connect with myself, much less connect with my husband. When I was finally officially diagnosed with ADHD, I felt like that explained everything. I had a new perspective and started approaching things in a new way. So I created a guide containing 20 tips that I personally use, and they have worked for me for helping me stay on course with my goals. Now, you might not have ADHD, but I bet you can relate to having a million distractions during the day. So if you're ready to stop procrastinating or stop being hard on yourself for missing yet another deadline, self-imposed or not, go ahead and download the guide at powercoachgen.com. If you just find one tip from the list that helps you move forward today, you will be so glad you took the time to read it. Go to powercoachgen.com and download the guide right now. Right. And the getting to know will happen um, when there's two people who desire that. But if, yeah, you're right. If somebody else makes that a requirement, um, just like you said, that's a tall order. That's something that we can't even accomplish for ourselves fully. Um, so how can we accomplish that with ourselves and somebody else fully? So, so yeah, no, I think that's a good point. 
and transparent moment, I have done that. I've totally said, you don't get me. If I can push back just a little bit um, and offer some encouragement, I think sometimes we say you don't get me when what we mean is you don't understand my current position, which is something that we can if we're communicating clearly and trying different ways to help people see, we can be like, there is a problem somewhere between you, you know, being, you being able to understand my current position, especially if it's on an issue or um, a problem or something can be um, necessary for the relationship to be healthy or to move forward. So I think sometimes we think we're saying you have to know all of me. When what we really need and desire in that moment is just understanding of what we're saying, right? There's a block somewhere, a a specific block between us right now. And and that's not okay. Um, You're not asking that they know everything about you always, forever, everything that made you the way you are. You're asking, hey, there's a specific block that is a problem. Like we got to get through this block right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that you said current position because that insinuates the dynamic nature of not only ourselves, but also of relationships and also of our environment. Our environment is never static. There's there's nothing about our world that is static. I mean, what they say that the things you can count on, oh, that's death and taxes, but also change. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. But you can also count on change. It's always going to happen. Right. And so um, the image that I have in my head right now is a story in the book where I'm talking about using the GPS analogy with the Enneagram, because we're always in a position. We're not always stationed at our home base. Like for right. me, for, as a type seven, I'm not always stationed at at the type seven, I'm usually traveling. I might be traveling to this wing. I might be traveling to that wing. I might be traveling in stress. I might be traveling in growth, or I might be exploring one of the numbers that I'm not directly connected to for the fun of it, possibly, or maybe because it's, it's this current situation mm-hmm. of the current position that I happen to be in. So um, I love that. I, and thank you for that reminder. That is, we always have to go from moment to moment. Right. And I think sometimes when we expect people or we're being expected to fully get somebody, air quotes, um, what we're being asked to do is to be able to predict based on the millions of different factors where they will be at some future point. Like that's the only way you really get somebody is you know how, is if you know how they'll react, what they'll want, how they'll feel. Um, And that's not the point of relationships. Like you said, it's not being able to always predict correctly. Um, And I think when we don't predict correctly, people are like, well, you just don't get me. Or, you know, me being the person who wants somebody to get me, if they didn't predict it correctly, then they don't get me. And that's not the truth. If they don't understand what I'm saying about where I am, like I'm articulating where I am and communicating it, and then they still don't get it, um, then that's a point where you want to be like, there's a block here between communication and understanding and 
we need to deal with this, whether that's through counseling or therapy or whatever, or, um, or a third party to be like, Hey, but being able to expecting somebody else to be able to just know where we're going to be at any given moment is, is like you said, it's, it's, um, it's untenable. It's too tall of an order. Um, because we're all moving constantly. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that people can't just make assumptions about where I'm going to be and be right all the time. <laughs> yes. So I, I like that I can grow and change. Um, and I think a lot of the relationship piece is being able to communicate that to help somebody else understand where you're at right now, your current position. Um, so yeah, we can't expect people to just get us because we're going to change. And that's it. <laughs> that's great. So my non-acknowledgement languages course, it, it launched last year. Well, I'm revamping it and it's going to be coming out in February with a group coaching option. And the premise of it is the book is kind of like the prequel to the course where in the book, I talk about the non-acknowledgement languages and how to understand yourself and what your subconscious is craving, the validation that your subconscious is craving. And in the course, it's more about communicating to build relationships, not using it necessarily as the relationship tool right. uh, that some people are hoping, I wouldn't say hoping, like some people are, they go to the Enneagram looking for relationship help by understanding the Enneagram to understand other people. Uh, this course is more about using the Enneagram to understand yourself through those nine acknowledgement languages. And then you learn nine tactics of how to communicate with other people to build relationships with them that's true to yourself. Right. And that's attainable. That right. it's not the, it, you don't even have to know their Enneagram type and you will still be able to connect and build relationships. And getting to know yourself through the non-acknowledgement languages, what that helps with in your communication is where sometimes you step on toes or put wedges in relationships when you don't mean to and don't even recognize it. And so the nine tactics that I teach are actually strategies of preventing that. Right. And so I'm excited about that. That's coming out for the grand opening of Unbox University, which is my leadership school. And um, that'll be coming out, out in February to help with this very thing that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships grow when you can help yourself be understood and help your help under, understand other people. But if you don't know yourself, then all you're doing is surface level, surface level knowledge. And that doesn't improve relationships. It can reduce friction, um, but it doesn't do the deep growth that I think a lot of people are looking for in relationships. You know, like if we learn um, to, you know, that, that I let you clean and you let me have alone time or whatever. Uh, okay. That can help, uh, help you stay average, help you stay average. But what does it look like to go deeper and move through healing together instead of just have less opportunities or necessary times <laughs> for healing, I suppose? Um, like, what does it look like to actually grow together? And I, I think that I think that that's really necessary, like what you're talking about teaching, because I think that um, taking it to that deeper level of how do I know who I am and how can I communicate that well? 
And how can I notice and mitigate the negative impact that I bring to relationships? And that's going to grow them. Um, Or like we talked about earlier, like give us that, oh, this has to, this relationship is not healthy. This relationship cannot continue as is. Um, But in relationships that want to be healthy, right? They can have that opportunity because we know who we fully are. And And even in relationships that terminate and still being able to still love them and still be with them, these tactics are really designed for that. How can you get through a conversation with someone that you don't necessarily like? and still be civil and not make the relationship worse or make it escalate. And so that's a lot of what these tactics are. And one comment that I do want to say, because I've heard this in the past, like, well, I don't, I don't want to spend the time to even give this person, you know, the time of day. (laughs) I don't want to give this person the time of day to even offer them. Well, it's not like okay, let's sit down and have an appointment and have a conversation. There are actually things that you just implement in your daily conversation that not is, it's not just going to improve this, this one relationship. It, it's going to improve all your relationships. It's going to help you connect with everybody and build relationships with people that maybe you weren't even intentionally trying to build relationships with. Just because you've, you've embodied these nine tactics, they become a part of you and and you're able to just communicate without turning people off. And I think that's so necessary. And, and like we keep saying, that's self-work. That's not, that's not, we're, we're going to do this together. And both of us only really do the work when we're working on this together in this one relationship. No, it's about you doing the work on you. And it fundamentally changes how you show up and how you view people and how you value relationship instead of being like, well, my marriage is the relationship that I need to improve. So let's learn the Enneagram to improve my marriage. Um, no, there's so much more than that. There's so much, so more, much more global. Exactly. Yeah. Because we're impacted by all of the relationships that we have and how we show up in all of them without being overwhelming, right? Because you are now looking at all of the relationships and the number of relationships that you could potentially improve you're just looking at yourself. Like, how am I showing up? And your relationship with yourself, your relationship with yourself. And, and that positively impacts every relationship that you're a part of without necessarily spending the time to just look at that relationship. If if that makes any sense, you can show up intentionally as yourself. If you're doing the work yourself, otherwise you have to think about all the I don't know how many relationships you have, but like all of them. Yeah. That's exhausting. <laughs> and that's exhausting. Um, yeah, just work on embodying uh, who you really are, understanding how you really are and moving through life intentionally, no matter what relationships you're talking about or you're interacting with. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, because we all want to be acknowledged and we all want to be validated. But if, like I said, we can't, even do that from an empty cup so if we can learn how to recognize how we need to be acknowledged and validated is that much easier to be able to offer that to someone else exactly i agree well this has been 
So great, Kim. It always is. Always a pleasure. <laughs> this is always so fun. Like we have the best conversations, I think. <laughs> I wish we could nerd out some more, but I know you've got the rest of the day to go. But anyway, I appreciate you so much for being a co-host with me for this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And congratulations on your book. I am so excited for you. Um, and this is always so fun when I get to come on and chat with you. So thank you. All right. Until next time. Bye. I always adore my conversations with Kim. And next week, I'll have a new guest co-host sharing her take on the new approach to the Enneagram, the nine acknowledgement languages, as I outline in my new book. See the link in the show notes to grab a copy. It's called The Secret to Being You, Using Brain Science and the Nine Acknowledgement Languages to Unbox Your Enneagram. Because when you unbox yourself, you unleash your power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.